follow that deepest inner call, dare to wish for small or tall, and in between it's beautiful. Everybody wants to be a star. That's why in fact they are so far away, but still shine for us all. And today's guest is Janely Ferreira. Janely is a two by four emotional manifesting generator, right angle cross of the sleeping phoenix who fell in love with human design three years ago. By day, she helps welcome babies to the earth as a doula. And by night, she reads people's human design charts to help them operate in a way that feels good. Janely has used human design to change her life plus grow her business and has had so much success and fun and joy that she's on a mission to share it with the world. Welcome to the call, Janely. I'm so excited to have you here. And, you know, I'm so uh, also excited to hear you talk more about uh, two by four emotional manifesting generator. What are all those words? And and what are some of the genius traits that uh, that define you you know those using those words maybe i said it right or wrong i don't i'm not sure everything's perfect i just don't know where to start but first and foremost thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here and chatting with you today yeah i'm so excited too like i discovered human design uh, after listening uh, i mean i've been uh, uh, seeing human design all over the place. And it was only after I spoke to Juliet Stapleton and she spoke about human design and I got all excited. So I can't wait to dive more into it and to learn more and uh, yeah, let's get started. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with human design for sure. Um, And one of the things that I tell folks is that this is really meant to be Uh, about a minimum, about a seven-year experiment. So with human design, seven years, seven years. So I'm about halfway in. So if, if, you know, when we talk about being a two, four emotional manifesting generator, right angle cross, like all that kind of stuff, it's a process of learning the chart and working with the chart and living with the chart. Um, and, and so just, you know, just to manage expectations and let people know that it's, it's designed to be a process. Um, which hopefully gives people some permission to, you know, to to take the time and to know that it's 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 truly an evolution. Yeah, and and I like I like that fact that uh, it gives people permission to take their own time. So you don't have to judge yourself if you don't get it right in the first instance. It's just go with the flow, see where the journey takes you, and the most important thing, enjoy the journey. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's super important. Yeah. So where would you like me to start? Do you want me, you asked me so many great questions just at the beginning. Is there somewhere that you want me to start? Yeah. I mean, um, I'd love, I'd love to hear more about the emotional uh, manifesting generator and what do those words mean exactly? And also the other things that you have in your bio. I'd love to know exactly what all those things mean. Yeah. So before I should probably should have asked you this before we started, um, do, so I've actually been able to look at your chart, 
Um, do you mind if I like mention a couple things from your chart when I'm giving examples of oh, the different things Go that you might decide? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so if somebody were to look up their chart on a, on a, like a program or a software, so there's different softwares that are free that you can look up your, your human design chart. Um, usually there's going to be two parts to what we call somebody's type. So for myself, for example, I'm an emotional type. Um, you are a pure type and there's going to be splenic and there's, there's other kinds of, of, of there's different types and that helps us know how to make decisions. So human design is, is supposed to be, um, kind of like astrology in the sense where you're grouped in with you know, certain characteristics based on your birth date and your birth time. Um, so we have the way that people make um, decisions in terms of waiting and what that guidance system looks like. And then we have ways of operation. So me being a manifesting generator, that means that I'm going to interact a little bit differently or with the world around me versus somebody who is a manifester or a generator or a projector or a reflector. So we have five different types in human design, and then we have different authorities, which is the pure and the emotional and the splenic and all that kind of stuff. It is a rabbit hole. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, so tell me, what does a, a, an emotional manifesting generator mean? Like, what are the characteristics? Yeah, so um, manifesting generators are going to have a lot of the same characteristics and you are a manifesting generator. And it was funny, you know, before we hopped on the call, you were saying that, you know, you're, you've got so many things on the go and you're doing lots of things and keeping really busy. And that's very characteristic of a manifesting generator. So we're going to have our sacral defined, which is our energy center. So we go and go and go and go and go when we are doing something that feels aligned when we're doing something that makes us, I suppose, feel like a genius, then we have all the energy in the world. But when maybe our body or our system is not interested in doing something or it's a no, that's when we're probably going to, you know, encounter maybe being too tired to do something or procrastination or resistance or, you know, yeah, just being very slow. Typically manifesting generators like to move fast. They love to skip steps. They love to be efficient. They love to be four things to do four things at one time. Um, and we're designed to respond. So we're not necessarily designed to initiate something that would be a manifester, but we're designed to respond. So an example of that would be, you know, let's say that you're in the kitchen, just like making lunch or something. And then your friend calls you and says, Hey, do you want to go on a road trip? Your job is to be like, yes or no. If the answer is yes, then you're going to have all the energy to plan the road trip, book the car, book the hotel, choose the route, pack the food. Like you're going to be able to do everything because you have that energy within your system and things flow better when we respond to opportunities versus try to make them happen in the first place. Ah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Yeah, absolutely. And literally, you know, the podcast is an example of it. So uh, I, uh, you know, 
started the whole idea of this podcast and then I got nine interviews recorded and then I went, no, I don't want to do anything anymore. And so there was this time where I was just not doing anything. And then, um, you know, my coach, she said to me, you know what, just do your podcast and put it out in the world and you don't know what's going to show up for you. And when I heard her, I said, okay, I want to go again. So here I am again. And I'm like, I'm going to record six months of interviews and I'm going to be done with it. And so literally I have like two or three interviews every single day that I'm recording. Amazing. Amazing. And that's exactly it. It's, it's really trusting that we are going to, when it's a yes, it's a yes. So when it's a no, it's a no. And I think this is where the genius piece comes in because I, with human design, we talk a lot about deconditioning or the idea that the way that we're naturally operating is wrong or bad. So for example, you kind of quit, right? And, and sometimes we think being a quitter is a bad thing. Well, you have to finish what you start and don't be a quitter. And that just shows that you're not dedicated, but that's part of your, that's part of your genius, right? Is that if you, you're designed to do eight things at one time and you're designed to quit them as soon as you no longer feel it and you're designed to re-pick it up whenever it calls to you. And leaning into those things through human design is where I feel like people can really connect with their genius, especially in the ways that they're told that that's actually what makes them weak or wrong or unsuccessful or any of the other stuff. So it's, it's like just you being true to yourself and the human design gives you a framework in which you understand like what is your uh, like, you know, what is it that you are aligned to? It kind of gives you a little bit of that. And then once you know that, then you can start understanding that, yes, that's true for me. And yes, I can choose that. And then looking at, okay, you know, it's a no for me. So no worries. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to waste my time trying to guilt me into doing things just because it's a no from within. Yeah. And when it comes to, yeah. And when it comes to like business or personal development, there's always new tools coming out or new ways of doing things, which I think is so great. But when we try to, I know for myself, when I try to force myself into a box or to do what's like the newest, you know, like productivity trend, it doesn't always work for me because I love to do five things at once. So, you know, there's some talk about like blocking your time, how you just do, you know, two hours of email in the morning, and then you don't look at your email for the rest of the day. And then you spend like chunks of time doing things as a manifesting generator. I don't feel like that always works for me because I love to do four things at once while I'm cooking breakfast, I'm answering emails and listening to a podcast and like, on my iPad, looking up dinner ideas. Like I'm just, I'm not somebody who moves slow. I'm not somebody who does one thing at a time. Um, so it's, it's also, I think a filter of a way to, you know, not allow the pressure of the way that things should be done to see like, exactly. Like, does that work for me? And, and being able to be honest about it and just try to see what happens. Exactly. You know, that was what allowed me to publish like seven books in three years like I had books going on all the time. And can I ask you how many tabs do you have open on your laptop? I have like 
20 or 30 open and everyone looks at my thing and tell me what's wrong with you why do you have your computer is so slow and I'm like no what's wrong with you I can't work without having all those tabs open exactly and exactly I usually have a lot of tabs although it's something that you know I I really value efficiency so I like to keep them open so I don't have to waste time pulling them up again exactly right, right? I mean, I mean, how much time are you going to waste to open up those tabs and, you know, like no ways it's yeah. open. So, can, so understanding our own human design is beautiful. And then being able to share that with the people around us. So my poor, my poor husband, you know, he knows that I just leave every cupboard of the kitchen open when I'm cooking. If he comes in, the fridge is open, the cupboards are open, you know, because I just move quickly. Like why close it? If I'm going to have to open it again, you know, like, so thankfully that used to drive him crazy because he'd be like, why are you doing that? Just close it. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm thinking two steps ahead. I'm trying to just, it just feels right. So that also helps me encounter less resistance when the people around me understand and respect that that's also my process. I love it. I love it. So uh, you also are a doula by the day and human design uh, by the night. I love that combination. So uh, so, uh, you know, I always ask this question to all my guests, like what was the moment at which you discovered uh, you know, your genius. So I'd love for you to talk about when was it you discovered your genius, your affinity with uh, the birthing process with babies, with being a doula, and then also talk about your journey with human design and uh, like uh, two such different things and what allows you to kind of play with both of them and like be in your zone of genius with both. Yeah, I, I'm a true manifesting generator in the sense that I am multi-passionate. I, oh, I always have been doing different things at one time. And, you know, my story was I started at university and then I graduated. And then a day after I graduated, I moved to South America. And then, you know, my job in South America at a school allowed me to open a yoga studio and then my yoga studio allowed me to actually meet a doula. And then I went back into the education system. And then I decided that like, no, I had to become a doula. Um, I was teaching a lot of prenatal yoga. And if you Google like how to have a good birth, the first thing that comes up is usually yoga. So I thought if I could be a better yoga teacher, that people would have a better birth. And it turns out, that is not true. They are not connected. You do not have to be a yogi to, to be able to birth, you know, powerfully or beautifully or, or well. Um, but in the process of that, I met a doula. So then I decided to become a doula and move back to Canada. Um, and then in the process of, you know, working on my doula business, I met somebody um, her name is Katie, um, sort of spiritual. She's my teacher. She's lovely. She's amazing. My human design teacher. And we were talking about, you know, human design. I've always loved personal development stuff. And she says, wouldn't it be amazing if parents knew the design of their babies? Wow. And I was like, what? 
yeah, that would be really amazing. She's like, you should take my human design school. You should give readings to, you know, your, your clients when they give birth, because you'll know the time of the birth and all of that. And you can help parents, you know, understand their child in a different way, because imagine as a child, if I had been taught that I can do nine things at once and not finish them, you know, like what, you know, would I have discovered my genius sooner? Would I have, you know, is there learning bumps that I could have avoided? What would that support have been like? So thanks to Katie, I decided that I was going to start doing readings for my clients and their babies. Um, but then it made sense to also do it for the birthers, right? Because they need to understand their type in order to understand, usually understand, you know, how things work with their baby. So it's just been this beautiful, like spiral, how one thing really leads to the other. Um, and it's all about operating in a space where somebody is respected and listened to and understood where people have the space to have their voice heard. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the birthing community, you know, birthers are always respected or always listened to when it comes to their wishes around birth. Um, so this has been a really amazing way for me to be able to connect with my clients and to help them really feel powerful and the genius of their own body, which is amazing. So uh, just to be clear, when you talk about birthers, you mean the mother, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, so uh, so when you do a reading for the mother, and obviously I'm assuming you do it before the birth, do you find that it helps them in the birthing process, and also you know in uh, in their you know pregnancy and after the birth and like knowing themselves uh, in, in bringing up their children and also knowing the human design of their children, obviously that's the biggest thing, but knowing their personal thing, uh, how does it kind of impact this whole journey? Yeah, even if, you know, so if I do a reading for somebody, not everybody's interested in things like astrology or self-development or anything spiritual. So there's always that level of, I don't know how it's going to necessarily be received by them, but I know that as their doula, when I share their chart with them and they let me know the things that resonate, it helps me be able to support them while they give birth. So for example, you know, a generator or manifesting generator are designed to respond with uh-huh or uh-uh. So I make sure in the birth space, I'm going to be asking yes or no questions. I'm not going to ask, what do you want to eat? Because they're not designed to answer that kind of question. And they're not designed to explain why. So I'm like, do you want this? Uh-uh. Do you want this? Uh-uh. Do you want this? Uh-uh. And then eventually they'll say yes, right? But really giving them permission to say yes or no. If they're a manifester, they're designed to initiate. So I don't ask them, do they want this or want that? They'll, I tell them like, I trust that you're going to let me know what it is that you want when you want it. And a lot of people really resonate with their chart, but didn't know that about themselves. Again, they thought that that was something wrong with them, but the opposite of their genius. So me creating a container where they can live their type while they birth is, is, is that's kind of the, you know, what I, really feel like is, is a super unique support, 
to somebody who's who's giving yeah, birth I as mean, their doula. Obviously, it's like a a a a bespoke birthing experience, right? for your own being right for who you are it's it's not going by the normal cookie cutter do this do this do this but exactly which is tailored to you and wow i wish i had had that kind of support <laughs> yeah it's 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 an honor i mean doing this work watching babies be born and come to the earth is is pretty is pretty phenomenal um, and, and yeah, so human design has been great for me to be able to support clients. And then of course, also within my own business, right. So really seeing in my chart, you know, where my areas of wisdom, like, what can I lean into? What do I, how do I naturally operate? How do I do more of that? Or how do I do less of the other stuff? And I think the more that I can also be aligned and the more that I can operate well, it gives people, of course, the space as well to be supported from a place of confidence and they're relaxed and they know they're taken care of, especially because I'm taking care of myself. So in your human design readings that you do, are you primarily doing your readings for mothers and babies or are you also working with other people? And then what are some of the uh, areas uh, that, you know, you're able to help people with, uh, by them, you know, understanding their human design. It started with mothers and babies. And now it's, it's, you know, it'll be like, Oh, do my husband's or do my, like, I'm going to have my best friend do a reading or, and then they're going to book it for their whole like company, you know, like people who work together in a team find it really helpful to know each other's design as well. So I do readings for all kinds of people. And I ask on the intake form, you know, what is it? Is, is there a specific area that they'd like to focus on? So is it business related? Is it relationship? Is it just self-growth? Are they just interested in, in understanding the chart? Um, so from there, that information, I can, I can create a reading that's really tailored to what they like. Um, but most people I find are what they come to human design for is not what they end up leaving with in terms of the, the, you know, the gold in it, because for me, the genius is in the permission, right? It's really in, you thought that this was wrong, but this is actually really great. And you know, these are the things that moving forward, if you do more of this, see how that feels. Right. And it's really about being, I think the more aligned we are, the more that we can consistently tap into that genius. And then of course, share it with others. So it's, it's, uh, it's like, you know, that, uh, that story of the golden Buddha, you know, which was covered by the clay and nobody knew until there was a crack in the clay and they thought, oh my God, this is such a tragedy. And when the crack split open they found the golden buddha inside so i think it's it's like recognizing that you're the golden buddha and then uh, leaning more into into that instead of leaning into the clay version of you so i think absolutely i, I think that's lovely so um so you know what are some of the um tools that you would give someone uh, who wanted to lean more into their zone of genius. Yeah. So 
there's a couple of different things that people can look up at their in their chart. So if you want to use a software, pull up your chart. Um, I think the centers are a really good place to start. So the centers, if someone pulls up their chart, it kind of looks like like almost like the chakras would, right? So there's going to be a body graph and there's going to be um, like squares and triangles that are colored in or not. And I think that could be a really beautiful place to start looking at someone's genius. Most people are going to have at least one center that is left white. So you're looking for a white center. There are some types in human design that are all white, which is really, really amazing. They're called reflectors, but those are great places to start because those are places where we don't have the energy contained in our own system. So we don't have a consistent way of like filtering and understanding that energy. Therefore, we're really open to it. So I'll give an example for me. One of the centers that I have open is my willpower and my ego center. So it's that's the heart center. And that's really about you know, self-value, self-confidence, you know, the will to do things. And it's not that I don't have willpower. I don't have self-value or self-confidence, but I don't have that energy within my own system. So I'm going to be able to experience it from the world around me. And I amplify the energy of others. So one thing that I used to always want to do was I felt like I always had to prove my worth. I felt like I always had to work hard to prove my worth, prove that I was good enough, make sure that everybody else is happy. And, and there's, you know, all of that work there. But when I realized that I'm feeling that way because of the open heart center, it's something that I understand that it's not that I have to prove anything. And I may never be able to 100% be able to prove it because I have all that openness there. So one thing that I'm really good at is seeing the value in others. One thing that I'm really good at is I'm, is I'm good at reflecting back someone's confidence to them. So something that used to be, I was embarrassed about, or that really stressed me out, or that I had to work through is now something that I really harness as a genius in my relationships with others. So as a human design reader, my I think my open heart is what really helps me connect with people during a reading. And then of course, during the birth process as well. So, so, you know, when you are uh, like kind of in this, in this place where you are in, you know, doubting yourself or whatever that is. So what that means is that you're just reflecting the energy of people around you. And so you can just go, Oh, you know, this is really not my thing. I'm just aware of someone who's going through this. And so it just becomes, yeah, that's, that's very powerful. Recognize. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. And I'm curious to know, so I will, so I'll just give you yeah, a little I peek have into your, I have it here. You have yours too. Yeah. yeah it's so here. you have a, you have a totally open emotional solar plexus. So that's the little triangle on the right-hand side. Do you see how it's totally white? And, and so you have the top triangle, totally white which is the top crown two. top two, you have the, yep. You have the, an Ajna and then you also have the emotional solar plexus. So, so it's not that you don't have emotions, right? It's not necessarily what we're saying, but we're saying that you are likely really going to be able to feel the emotions of others. So there's a, a definitely like an empathetic level there. Um, there's definitely going to be, you know, like a sponge, 
right? So we think that if, if emotions are water, you're a little sponge, you're going to be taking them all in and then like amplifying them outwards. So I don't know if someone will walk into the room and then you feel something and then they leave and then it's gone. Yeah, totally. And also because I have the open, I don't know about the crown, but the open Ajna, I'm clairvoyant. I can see. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and with the Ajna too, that's another, that's another great one. And because we talk about beliefs with the Ajna. So, you know, there's sometimes shame around changing our beliefs or changing our ideas. So let's say change my ideas like that. It's like in like now I'm this and the next moment it's gone and something else. It's just, but, but what about the crown? Yeah. So we talk about ideas there. So that's kind of like the downloading of the ideas. That's the downloading of the inspiration. And that's also downloading other people's questions. So I don't know if, if some people ever, I don't know if any, you're ever around people and they ask a question and then you immediately feel like it's your mission in life to find the answer. It's like, you're like, I'll Google it. I'll ask, I'll figure it out. So it's, no, you know, me, other people's. The way yeah. it shows up is that people have a question in their head and I'll speak it out. There you go. Yeah. That's and pretty amazing. Will tell me you read my mind and that's exactly what I do. Like, you know, I, I'll be, I'll be in a group and then I'll start speaking stuff and they look at me weirdly and they're like, how did you know I was thinking that? Interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. There's, there's the pressure there. So there's in, in human design, we'd also talk about, you know, the, because it's just constantly it's open, right? So you're kind of, you're walking around and, and you're picking up, you're like a little antenna, you're going to pick up others. So there's a lot of sometimes thinking about things that don't necessarily matter or that aren't yours to think about, right? So like those people's questions are not your questions, but they become your questions because you have pulled them into your system, right? So just like making sure that you're spending time on like, is this worth your energy? Is this a boundary? Is this okay with you? Does it keep you up? As long as you can sleep at night and you're relaxed and you're happy, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, The other thing also with this uh, open kind of thing, which I'm starting to understand now is that I will um, have like million different ideas going at any time. (laughs) And so I'll I'll be out on a walk and I'll have these million different ideas coming through. And oh, yeah, yeah. The actual thing that I wanted to say was that I am so aware of the capacities that people have. And uh, I do a lot of healing, right? So when I do healing, I'll tell them things, but you know what? It's not to do in this moment. I am actually perceiving the future. So, So, you know, like when I do healing, I'm like, yeah, it's clear. And they're like, no, I still have it. And I'm like, no, they don't have it. It's all gone because I'm actually tapping into the future. And I like when I began, when I started seeing things and this was like 30 years ago, I would like tell people there's something wrong, like there's something thing off in your energy and it's in your liver. And after four days, they discovered that she had jaundice. 
Wow. And then, you know, so it was like I could catch the disease before it showed up in the body. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, there's and and there's so many different ways that that can really show up in in somebody's chart. So and that's kind of like the beauty is that, you know, it's it's there's there's just different elements of this. So, you know, you're we're going to have, you know, your like your open head and your open Ajna and you have lots of, you know, activation around your spleen. And your spleen is really also like, so you have your spleen defined, right? So you have consistent energy there, but you know, the way that it relates to others, this is our safety. This is our well-being. So this is that like primal instinct where we know if we're safe or we know if we're not safe. Right. And it's that instant knowing, like you said, you just talk to somebody, you instantly know something's not up, something's not right. It's in your liver right? It's that, so it's going to, it's going to be, it's beautiful that you have, you know, the open crown and the open Ajna to be able to perceive that. And then we layer on a bunch of the other information in the chart to really formulate a complete picture. So it's not necessarily only about the skill that somebody has, but the different ways that it can manifest and, and what that might be like, which is, it's very fun. So, so once people find out which of their energy centers are white, so you're looking at that and then you know that that's where it's completely open and you can actually take on anything there which you choose, which is kind of really cool. But what about the ones which are then defined? How do you look at those centers? Yeah, so we so the defined centers are where one is connected to the other. So on your chart, for example, right, you have like, it, it will be a full channel. So they will be connected from the 21 to the 45, for example. So this means that when you were the day that you were born, and three months before that, because we have a con we have a conscious side of our design, and then we have the unconscious side of our design. So where all the planets were at those times, those energies are imprinted onto your system. So that's information that is readily available to you, um, and that's infer sorry energy that's readily available to you, and that's energy that you yeah, likely can access. So for example, you have the yellow diamond right in the middle of your chart is colored in. We call that your G center, your magnetic monopole. And that's going to be your sense of identity. And that's going to be your, your direction and that your purpose in life. So yours is colored in. So what that would suggest about you is that there's going to be a, a likely a large unchanging part of who you are. So yes, you may change your ideas. Yes, you may change your beliefs. Yes, that, but who you are, the essence of that around different people, you, we would say, we would guess you're likely not going to change that much. If somebody met you when you were four years old and they met you today, they would likely say you still have that same essence about you, right? Like you, you're still there. And when we talk about direction and purpose, this is going to be, maybe you haven't had the same job or the same kind of job, but there's likely going to be the same guiding principles under the job. Is somebody always a creator? Are they always a connector? Are they always a teacher? Are they always a blank? So that's what I would say about, for example, one of your defined centers is you consistently 
are this way because you have that, that energy available to you. And so if someone were to have that as fight, then they would be totally different. At one moment, they would appear something. And then afterwards, they would be something totally different because then they could take on whatever they wanted. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's very cool. And it's, again, it's shameful for some people. Some people are ashamed of that, you know, or they try to hide it or they, you know, they go to a family reunion and then someone says, oh, it's like, I don't know you. You know, like there can be, again, that that's somebody's genius because when they're around certain people, they can really, they have the openness to really experience what it's like to be that kind of person or to have that identity. Wow, I personally don't. A, such a cool superpower, isn't it? Incredible. Incredible. Amazing. Amazing. So even like with your, with your open emotional center. So again, it's not that you don't have emotions, but you like, when I'm arguing with somebody, I only feel my emotions. I, I, I have, I don't pick up on theirs because I have all of mine in my own system. So what a superpower to be able to really like empathize, especially if there's a triggering situation. You know, like that is incredible. So the openness in the chart is a great way to start looking for, for superpowers. And is there, is there any significance to the colors? Like I see some are like that, uh, you know, like light brown, some are yellow, some are light pink, you know, is there any significance to those? No, unfortunately it would be very fun if there was, but this is, the, those are just the colors that genetic matrix uses. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah, this is this is just fascinating. It's uh, I absolutely, absolutely love it. So um, what are some of the things that you have noticed in your own life, which have uh, kind of defined who you are, especially, you know, after you found the human design work? Yeah, I human design has been such a blessing. Um, I think, I mean, I talked a little bit about my open heart and that's something that I'm always working on. Like, I know that I have an open heart and I know that I'm always going to be trying to prove my worth. So what I do is I just catch myself, right? I just say like, Janalee, are you feeling like you're not good enough? You know, and kind of like, it's, it, it, there's a level of inner child work there, I think as well, right? Um, so that's been really really incredible. Um, so with the, with the human design, there's different things that you can look at. So one of the things you can look at, like I mentioned in my bio is being a two, four. So we have six different kind of, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, and each one is going to be kind of a different, a different role that somebody would play. So for me, I experience myself as a number two and a number two, we call to be a hermit. So these are people who really like to be alone. I love to be alone. I just love it. I love to just like close the door. I could not see anybody for weeks. I am like, <laughs> I am like that, but I'm a four in the sense that my community sees me and values me for being a four. And the four is actually being somebody in the middle of a community who connects other people. 
So that's been really great because my tendency, my want is to hermit, which is amazing, but it's been helpful for me that people see me as somebody who can connect them to other people. So leaning into that a little bit more has been amazing because it's something that people naturally want. It's something that I can naturally do because I, I meet so many different people. And that's been a really easy way to like tap into a genius that I like, it's just easy for me to do because people expect it from me and I know how to do it. So things like that within the chart, there's so many hidden gems. There's so many, you know, we'd say that our conscious sun, which is the first number at the very top on the side, on the, with all on the black side, my conscious gate is 55, which is the gate of abundance. And knowing that my personality is designed to be abundance and knowing, you know, my whole life, people have said, oh, you were born with a horseshoe, you know, somewhere inside of you because you're so lucky, you know? So here's me thinking that is the luck ever going to run out? You know, am I too much? Now you know that now you know that it's never going to run out, right? It's never. And the more that I think that it's going to, or that, or that I'm abundant because of something that I do. No, it's like truly part of the way that I'm designed. And when I can just allow it to come, like the most amazing things happen. So have you looked into what your conscious son is? I have it here. I don't know where that is. I loved yours. So it, so if we look at the black side, so you see the number 58 at the very top. Yeah. Yeah. So 58, I love this for you is the gate of joy. Oh, interesting. Which I think is so fun. So imagine during a reading, if I tell you, okay, so your 70% of your personality is designed to be joy. So your job is to go out and create a business that will give you joy and do things that make you feel joyful. That is what you have to do. That is what you have to do for the rest of your life. Oh my God. That's absolutely so accurate. Like I used to do virtual summits, right? And uh, though I think it was the third virtual summit that I was doing and the speaker said to me, you know, it looks like you're just playing and having fun with this. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, you know, you would do this all day, every day and just have so much fun with it. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's very true. When I, when I hear people say that, oh, my job is so boring, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, what are they talking about? You know, how can they have a job which is not fun for them? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So follow your, and it's, and not everybody has such sexy gates. Okay. So there's abundance and joy are very fun. You know, we have I did a reading just yesterday for somebody and they, their conscious son is the gate of the fighter, Ooh. right? So some, yeah. So, so, I mean, we're two very fun examples, but you know, what, what if someone's gate is the gate of the fighter, you know, what if they're designed to have the struggle and enjoy the struggle? So there's these fun, light parts of human design. And then there's the other parts where we can really sit down and say, you know, is this heavy? Is this hard? You know, do you feel like you're always fighting? Do you feel like it's unfair? 
you know, do you, do people tell you to stop fighting? But if, 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 if their conscious uh, gate is the gate of a fighter and they enjoy the struggle, then I, I don't think it would be heavy, would it for them? It would be like um, joy of, oh my God, I've conquered this kind of a feeling, right? Yeah, I think sometimes the difficulty is when they're surrounded by other people who have different energies. So for example, you know, they're designed to build a business, for example, through struggle and you're designed to build a business through joy. It's kind of like if you look around you and no one else looks like they're struggling or you've spent your whole life fighting and we have the belief that if you fight hard enough, eventually the fight will be over. Right. Again, it's just like deconditioning the beliefs that come along with these things. And also, you know, maybe this person, for example, was always criticized. You always do things the hard way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Why but, do you always have to fight but, for everything? But when they understand that it's their conscious thing, that's when they can own it. Right. They can go, oh, my God, yeah. you know, my thing is a fighter. Let me enjoy that. Let me let me overcome. Let me win that fight. And that's where, you know, that whole energy would come in, isn't it? Yes. And it's incredible for an adult and then also incredible for children, right? Like I have people who they have like a six-year-old and they're like, do a human design reading for me. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, your child has the gate, this conscious son of provocation. So they're designed to provoke, you know? So like, yeah, right. So those are really interesting conversations because it's, it's, we're not an island, right? So how do we support people in these energies around us, because in doing that, I find we also experience less, you know, resistance because they're in their flow, right? So when when you, I allow when someone you, to be aligned. When you kind of look at someone whose conscious, uh, you know, gate is provoking, and especially if you have a child like that, or maybe you have a partner who's like that, what's the best way to deal with that? I would say you know, having, having the both parties be aware, right? So making sure like if you're, if someone's doing a reading for somebody else, I always make sure get their permission and share the recording with them. Um, I think, you know, checking ourselves. So for example, if I'm in a relationship with somebody who has the gate of provocation and I have an open heart center, I may think that they're provoking me because I'm not good enough. So just seeing in the chart, like we can put two charts together so we can see, you know, what ways would I begin to feel about that? And how do I know that they're not provoking because of me? This is their individual process. Provocation is an individual energy. It's not community-based. It's not collective-based. So how do I give them the space to provoke without it causing emotions or without it causing, you know, me to question where I stand in the relationship or taking it personally. Oh, that is amazing. Wow. That is totally, totally amazing. Janali, I'm having so much fun with this. Uh, Unfortunately, we've kind of (laughs) run out of time. Is there uh, any last few words that you'd like to leave our audience with? So again, just a gentle reminder, it's a seven year experiment. So look up your chart and know that it really takes time to a delve into the chart. I 
we didn't even talk about so many things today. Um, so, you know, take the time to delve into it. Getting a reading is always amazing, but folks can always start by interpreting their own chart. There's so many great resources out there. There's so many great software where you can look things up. So yeah, enjoy the experiment. Do lots of Googling. Hopefully other people, you know, enjoy looking at their chart and just allow yourself to really be a genius. Allow yourself to live your design. Just give it a try. And yeah, and just enjoy because it's pretty magical. It's pretty powerful and it truly is life-changing. Yeah. And uh, Janali has an amazing gift for our listeners. Uh, there is a freebie plus, you know, you, you get a coupon code for a 25% off reading with her. And so please do avail of that. And once again, thank you, Janali, for uh, being here. It's been amazing. I'm just loving all the human design. The more I hear, the more fascinated I am with it. And I'm sure you guys are going to hear much more about human design. And 